0: In the Torah Kedoshah, Vayomer Imalei Al Nafshecha, Al Tavid Achrecha, that Eshes Light is told, "Be careful! You should hurry. Do not turn around. Don't look back." Imalei Al Nafshecha. Then we learn in the pasuk, Vatavid Ishto Me'acharav. Unfortunately, that Aisha Sloit looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. So the Heliga Sloit asked the question, what did she do that was so bad? She was running away. She looked back for a moment. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. What did she do so, so bad? So the Sloitmer said, that it was a time when she had to separate from the past. She had to move on in life. She couldn't look back at all the people that did the Aver. She couldn't look back where she came from. All the Tuma that she was involved in. Hashem said, make a clean break and go. Move forward. Look in the future. However, she couldn't continue. She had to look back. Because she looked back, unfortunately... She could not settle with a new life. She turned into a pillar of salt. From this we see that there is something phenomenal, that Hashem gives us chances when a person can make a new life. Chanukah is one of the times of ischadshus. Chanukah is one of the times that Bnei Yisrael was in the darkest hour, and from it they were able to find the Pach and relight and ignite an entire new beginning. The same we find, Our Medrash Rabbah talks about the Shvatim at the time of the sale of Yosef at Zarek Mechiras Yosef. So it says Shvatim <laughs> Yosef. The Shvatim were all involved in the sale of Yosef. The Yosef Asuk What did Yosef do? He wasn't screaming. He wasn't crying. Yosef at at that time said, it's not the time that I got to be involved in personal tsar. What is the time right now? He began to do tshuva. He realized that everything that happens in life happens for a reason. If he's being sold into slavery by the shiv Kah, it must mean that something's going wrong. So he himself began to do tshuva. Not only that, by yobash sakva efer. That's what happened with Yosef. Reuven, what did Reuven do? The same. He realized that as something was going along like this, that Yosef was being sold into Avdus, it must mean that he also has to do tshuva. So he did the same. The Hele the Yaakov, was doing the same. Yehuda, However, the Medr says something fascinating. Yehuda, what did he do? He went to look for a wife. <laughs> he went to look for a wife. He went to go out. He went to inquire about Shidduchim. Who's good? Who's available now? Now, this is fascinating. How could it be that Yehuda was involved in getting a Shidduch? Lastly, and Hashem Yisbarach was involved in creating the light of Mashiach Tzidkenu for the world. So all the asked the question how could it be that Yehuda was involved in such a thing? It couldn't be. Everybody's involved in tshuva, everybody's involved in sadness. Hashem Isbaruch is getting Meshach Tzidkenu ready because it's the darkest hour. And Yehuda is picking a wife. So the great Reb Simcha Bonav cites the Torah Develio and says the following. Yehuda made a chesh on nafesh. nefesh the great Rabbi Avigdor Miller. Said so many times, a person's got to take it and make a chesh a anepesh every day, every moment, to see what they're doing. Are they going in the right way? Could they do better? Is there something maybe they could improve on? If chas Sholem, they did something wrong, to be misakin, to rectify it, to try to go in a different way. I have a safer from Eretz Yisrael that somebody gave to me, and the safer has every single day a chart goes through all of the midos. A person has to rate themselves how they did that day. How were they? How were they during Tfilah. How were they? Did they listen to their parents? And each day you have boxes to mark off how you did that day. So I took a look at it and I said, why the person gave me that safer? <laughs> On the other hand, not so poshant, every person has to have the safer once we take a look at it, like it becomes, you know, the whole week becomes a blur. Lel Shabbos, I think about it because I want to be mechavan. maybe one Avera, maybe something I didn't do so good in order I should have kapura for a But what happens the whole week? The whole week, okay, that was last week. Next week, no. If a person makes a chesh ben a nefesh, they see what they did every day. They see before they go to sleep they say, wait a minute, I'm going to say vidoy now. I want to do tshuva. Maybe there was something that I did today that wasn't so 100%. Maybe I could have done a little bit better on the davening. Maybe the Brochus could have been a little bit better. Maybe somebody called me up for a reference on a shidduch. And maybe I should have asked a shaila about one of the things. Maybe I wasn't careful enough the way I spoke to my wife or my husband or my child, or my parent." So, what happened was Yehuda made a personal accounting and he saw already he was ma'abed, his chelik in ulama He saw already that he did bad, that he corrupted his way. So Yehuda said, I don't got a chance. There's nothing more that I can do. The only thing that I could possibly do, marry, have a child, And maybe the child, maybe the child will do good things and he'll be able to provide for me a sluz. But me, I lost it already. So Yehuda said, I got to get married. I got to have a child. And maybe the child, maybe the child will give me sluz. That's unbelievable. However, the did not accept this version. The Heilige Kosker said a different version. Yehuda did take a chesh and nefesh. Yehuda looked into his life. He went through all of the days of his life. And he came up with the following. True, he was dispirited. True, he was down. However, he was mechazik himself. He decided, no, I can't get upset. I can't be down. This is not the way that a person has to go in life i got to be mechasech myself. I want to start anew. I want to begin. I want to begin again. I want to try it and reframe it. I want to go now and start life all over again. What is the first mitzvah in the Torah? Peru Said Yehuda, i got to try. Hashem Yisbarach, with that, created the light of Mashiach. A person that starts again. A person that realizes what his chachis is in this world. And that each and every day a person has a chance to begin. As the visioner said, that every day when a person wakes up in the morning, they're like a bria chadasha, they start. Hashem, you gave me the neshama back, I begin now anew. I'm not the same person I was yesterday or the day before or last week. So why am I thinking about it? An interesting thing happened. Interesting thing happened. Somebody came to me. People worry about different things. A lot of people, they have worries. Who can tell? Daigam le'vish. <inaudible> Yaschenu the Gemara says. You have a daiga. speak to someone. So finally he came in. I said, what, what's, what's bothering you? I saw the way when he came in. I didn't know him from anywhere. So he says, I made an appointment, robe because something's bothering me very much. I was in the appointment for a doctor and I couldn't wait the appointment was delayed and I had to go somewhere else on business so I left the appointment and I never went back and I don't know it could be a Shiloh maybe I was muffed in him because he had me scheduled on the appointment and maybe I have to pay for the missing appointment that I did and I felt bad that I didn't go and tell anybody or uh, you know, make up for it in any way. And it's been bothering me since that day and I can't find a place for myself. The guy, Mensch, he couldn't, so I said, let me ask you a question. Did you ever call him up and ask Mechila? Call the doctor, ask him Mechila. You know, I never thought about that. I said, once you ask him Mechila, we're normal, we're human beings, we can make a mistake, it's quite possible everybody can make a mistake. Gidoi le uh, had said at various points in their life, I wish it would have been this way or I could have done it that way. The Hele Satmarov Marov Zecher Livrocha in talking about a certain student that there was one time in Hungary said, I wish they would have handled with him in a different way. Maybe things would have turned out. But later that bocha did come back on the derach. People could have a charata. people could have regret, anybody. So he said, okay, he's going to call up. He called the doctor. The doctor was not even aware of it. He said, because you called me, you're one of the first people that ever called me <laughs> in all the years. And I want to tell you something. Uh, you should have a bracha for it. Nice doctor. The guy called me up just to tell me the end. And he said, now I feel I can move on in life. Why it was that he was so bothered by it, I don't know. But, that's the cheshman. So the Kotzker says that actually what Yehuda did was he allowed himself to go on in life. The Tzfasemah says an interesting thing. astira mehem. I will hide my face hasoras from them. Ere I want to see what's going to be there at the end. Kidor because it's a generation of reversals, tapuchais turned around. So, the great Tzvah explains it very interesting. Hashem Yisparach sometimes looks at the world. Hastar haspanim, din, unfortunately. However, when Hashem looks a little bit further, even though they deserve the strict judgment, they deserve the oynesh, Hashem sees that they have the power to be a door that they could turn themselves around that they could change that they could go in a different way that they can improve and Hashem Yisroch because of that brings in this world rachamim and brings chesed. There's a Rambam and Hilchis Tshuva that is fascinating. Rambam and Hilchis Tshuva. It's parakhzayin halochavov. Ha tshuva mekareve seserachoykim. Tshuva is mekareve choykim. Person never has to worry about it. Never. No matter what a person has done. No matter where a person has gone. There is always a chance for a person to come back. Even... Chas Rishol, a person did the worst. The Sefer Rishish Chochman talks about it. Lukutim Aran. says, even a person was over on hundreds of times. An individual should not be upset. They shouldn't be worried. They can come back to Hashem. So the Rambam says, It brings those that are far close. Yesterday, Yesterday, he was Hated! Hated! Hashem Yisburach doesn't hate too many people. Eighth of it says, was hated by Hashem. Sonoi, lifnei ha-mokom. mishukot Umaruchok, he was detestable. He was far away. V'toy eva, he was an abomination by Hashem. V'hayoyim, and today, who ahuv, he's beloved. The and precious karoy, he's close and he's a Yadid, and he's a beloved friend. So, there was a Haliga Rabbi Yaisi, one of the great Sadiqim. and he had a son, and the son went off the derech, big time, not stam, big time, and he always felt bad. He always felt bad, whatever he could do over the years he tried, but it didn't work. Everybody knew that he never mentioned it whatsoever. He never talked about him. It was too sad for him. He was too, uh, too sensitive. One day, the koila was learning. And they came on, on this Rambam. Rambam, Hilchus Tshuva. And they came over to Rav Yaisi and they said, "Rebbe, how is this possible? This Hilchus Tshuva. Yesterday, he was hated. He was hated. And who Ahu v'Nechmad and today's beloved, he's a Karav. a Yidid of Hashem, a yidid, a friend of Hashem. Rabbi Yaisi, at this point stood up, broke down and cried, and he said, "You know I have a son that is far away. Do you think that if he would knock on the door and he showed him the door?" And asked to come in. Do you think for one minute that I wouldn't open the door and pull him in and hug him and kiss him and be makar of him? Do you think for one minute I wouldn't do that? He said, That's the Pshatna Rambam. Hashem Yisbarak, more than a father loves a son, more than a mama loves a son or a daughter, Hashem Yisbarak loves us a million times more. That's a Pshat And it's interesting that uh, individuals, so we go through a lot of different things in life. Sometimes there's Hiskarva, sometimes I feel very close, sometimes, rabim, that a person would feel a little bit further away. The Helega Baal Shem said that when you teach a baby how to walk, so it's an interesting thing. So you teach the baby, you put your hands out in front, the baby takes a few steps because he's confident that you're there, then you move back and you say a little, come back. And then the baby moves closer and then you move back. Says the healing Hashem, that's the way it is with Hashem. Sometimes it's His karvas and you feel Hashem is so close and you're walking that Hashem moves away and you say, how could it be? Ha- Hashem, I don't feel close at all. I have trouble today davening, I have trouble today with mitzvahs, I have trouble getting the feeling, the gefil for it. The Baal Shem says you should know In that time, Hashem is telling you to even come closer. It comes to be the days of Chanukah, and that is for us to understand that it's incumbent upon us that we should come closer to Hashem. Uh, interesting thing is that it's our avodah in this world to try to come closer. It's our avoida to fight every Yetzir, no matter at what stage a person is at, no matter where we're holding, to know that every day the Yetzer tries to renew its fight against us. On Hanukkah in particular, it's a man Misugul to begin anew and to wipe out the Yetzer completely. The Yetzir wants, uh, uh, wants to get us down. A person has a sad day, and they don't know for what reason they're sad. Sometimes a person is up, sometimes a person sad, for no reason. They could be upset. Even something good just happened, but they can't enjoy it, they're upset. A person came in to me one time, and he says, I can't enjoy anything. I got all the Brochus and ruchnias, I got all the Brochus and gashmias. Whatever I want, I have. I got a base medrash in my house. I have everything that you can imagine. I got a mikvind house. I have a sefer toira. I have gashmias, whatever you can imagine, I got Nothing is missing and I don't have a day that I can really be happy. I see all the children come around, they sit there, I should be the happiest person and I'm not. It's the most powerful Yetzirah in this world, the Yetzirah to make us sad. The Yetzirah that a person could take a look at the brachas that they have and they go the other way. My great Rebbe, Rabbi, Rabbi Victor Miller, one day the Rebitson came in and saw that the sink was full of water, sink was full of water, and Rabbi Avigdor had his head under the water. Now, you can imagine, the Robinson saw a lot of stuff, married to Rabbi Avigdor Miller, it had to be an experience every day. But this, she said, she never saw it. What's he doing here? Rabbi Miller picks his head up, the water falls off. You have to see that. And she says, Revi, what, what, what's shot? In the, in the kitchen, in the sink? He said, I tell you the truth. We are supposed to appreciate the air that we breathe. Who appreciates it? A person has a cold. And then, they have to uh, blow their nose, and have the sniffles. And Maybe then, they appreciate a little bit. Right? He said, now, I appreciate it. I had my head under that water. I couldn't see, breathe. I didn't know what was going on. Now I picked up my head. Now I appreciate the love. Now I appreciate the gift of breath that a person is able to have. Imagine that. A person will say. You know what, I'm thrilled, I'm breathing. It happens automatic, I don't even have to think about it, I don't have to put any exertion into it, right? To eat I got to trouble myself, I have to, but breathing comes on its own. That's an individual that understands the simcha of life, every rega, every second, every moment it's another time, it's another great time of happiness but we take it for granted all those things, the fact that we're able to come to a shir in the beautiful base medicine of Rottenberg and sit together and be nenen, and have the cholent and the kugel and everything and Rav David Solomon cares so much about the shir all the brachas, it's unreal it's our schools to come did a person think about that we're able to go and that we're able to walk along, I don't know did a person think, the gift of shmir, that I'm able to hear, the gift of ria, that I'm able to see? Those watching around the world, are they think for a moment what a brachot is today that we're able to, through electronic means, to get out Shurim and the Devar Hashem. It's unreal. So Amila said, just on that one little thing, that's only one, how many other things operate in the body? that we are very, very thankful to Hashem that we appreciate each and every single thing that we have that operates correctly. All the nerves and all of the bones and all of the sensory skills that a person has. That's an unbelievable thing. A person, chastu sholem, that was laid up for a while or something happened and then they had to relearn how to walk. It could be Olympic uh, runner and they have to relearn how to walk and go to therapy. Asa Bracha, we can walk, we're going to go up the stairs afterwards. Uh, it's unbelievable Bracha that a person should give thanks to Hashem. So, just with that, we should be happy. And if the Yetzer ever tries to get us down by providing us with a reason why we should be upset, challenge the Yetzer. Say the reason that we're happy, say the reason that we have. That were are B'nai Yisrael. That a person should dance and sing just the fact. yosani goi. That a person has a chance. a It's the biggest simcha in the entire world. A person that understood that is unreal. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, I had one time, uh, years ago, I had a job. I was a rov in a certain federation camp just for a few days. So there was a uh, catering group. The catering group were all from the mountains. I mean, from the mountains. And I came in. <laughs> and one day, uh, I just had to check in the kitchen. It was one, it was a while ago. I had to check it in, check to see everything was okay. So the catering, all big guys, they got into an argument. I don't know what the argument was, who was supposed to wash the pot, or who was supposed to wash the dishes, or whose tofkin was which, I don't know what it was. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, somebody threw something from one group to the other, and I don't know what it was. Within, I would say, 25 seconds, there was a major milchomah going on in the kitchen. I ran for cover. <laughs> they are going, running this side, that side, eggs and everything. We're going to clean up the gora. And I thought to myself, who are these guys? I felt like I was in a, you know, a, a different planet, right? I walked out of the kitchen and I said to myself, Shaloya Ani Goy. Shaloyos, anigoy. Shaloyos anigoy is what a simchid is that a person's created from B'nai Yisrael. It's unreal. So, uh, we learn in Maseches Psachim, She'eina lo Shoyra, Lo'yemitoich Atslos, Lo'yemitoich Atsvis, the Shechina HaKadoshah cannot dwell where there is sadness. And then it continues on, Lo'yemitoich Shchoyk, Lo'yemitoich Kalos Rosh, a person can have Kalos Rosh, uh, my great Rebbe's father, Rebbe Al-Khanen Wasserman, Zechot Tzadik Debrauch Hashem, Yimkom Damai, Rebbe Al-Khanen Wasserman, I was always very, uh, he was more somber. Not too many times did he smile or chuckle or joke. Rebel Chonan was that way. He was very caring, very sensitive. But on the other hand, uh, we know that a person is not and he was careful on that. So he went to a chasana and there was a bathchen. And the bathchen was hilarious. And Rebbe Chonan, <laughs> it was too funny. And Rebbe began to to laugh, so he sent a little shliach to the batkin, tone it down a little bit, tone it down. getting a little carried away, boys. You know, turn it, to, tone it down a little bit, and he did. But uh, so a person has to be careful. But on the other hand, ainah Shina shayra simcha. That's what a person has to do, and then it finishes off to our Simcha Shal Mitzvah. But the Shechinah dwells where there is Simcha Shal Mitzvah, where a person is excited, where a person is happy. I came Lel Shabbos and uh, happened to be, I'm not against it at all, but I came Lel Shabbos, they invited me, and in the base medrash, it came by Lechadoidi and they started to dance. After Lechadoidi, by Boy bishalom they started to dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, somebody came over to me and he was obviously a little bit upset. And he says, uh, Is it mutter to dance, to, uh, to have a rikud? So I said, I don't know whether it's mutter to have a rikud or not, but I know for sure that it's usr that a person should be misavo. A person should not be sad. Join in. It's a minute Medina here, there, everybody's dancing. Join in. You feel differently. We talk Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Why not? Why ask a Shaila when it's the Simchah Mitzvah? <laughs> but if somebody was sitting down on the ground and they had Megillah, Echa, would they ask the same question? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so uh, we see that it's uh, interesting that a person has to try to get out of any upset that they are in especially during this time never to allow themselves to be upset because sadness is uh, the <coughs> unfortunate nature of sadness of atzus is that it pulls a person in. When a person is sad they become more sad and then they get into a slump. This does happen that one person could be just a little, a little upset And from that, certain psychological ills can cause a person to get into it. Uh, Nervous habit can increase. A person could have a slight nervous habit, and it could get to a huge habit that's almost uncontrollable, that willpower alone will not be able to uh, help, will not control it. So the sadness a person has to catch themselves. Uh, Interesting. Tamud Bhavli, we learned something fascinating. This is cited in the Shem Mishmuel uh, on uh, Tevez talking about Hanukkah. There he cites the Talmud Bavli, Maseches Bavakamo, HaKele Vagdi, the dog, and also the goat, Mere and they fell, they jumped over from the roof, V'Shimor HaKelim, and they break Kelim because they jumped off, and they came and they br- uh, jumped off the roof because that's their tava. So it's interesting. He says it's a remiss for Klal Yisrael. The remiss is that everybody, they have azuz de kedusha. Everybody should have the arrogance for kedusha to be Miskaravel Hashem. They should jump. A person needs to know kvitzah, that sometimes you can't stay where you're at. The only way to get out of it is to jump, is to run away. Not to wait, not to walk, not to wait until the ruach grabs us or the spirit moves us, but rather that they should jump. If they understand that there's a time, chas of danger, don't walk. It's a time when a person has to run away. An uh, interesting incident happened where there were two brothers Two brothers were being taken. They were sold as slaves. Master Shahaya. The two brothers were sold as slaves. And unfortunately, as it happened, even here in early America, when they took slaves, they took people that were free. And they put chains on them. They had slave masters with whips. And they became slaves for their whole life. And that was it, a life of servitude. So the two brothers were going to be slaves. They had them. And they were on the top of a wagon, a high wagon. And there, for just a short time, the person that was watching them went down, did not stay on the top of the wagon. The wagon was going very quickly. The horses were driving them at a big speed. One brother said to the other brother, now's our chance. Our chance is right now. We can jump off from the wagon, and we can run. There's a chance that we can escape with our lives. The brother said, are you kidding me? If we're going to jump off the wagon, it's high. We'll hurt ourselves. We could damage ourselves. Something could happen. Why should we do that? The other brother said, are you out of your mind? If you don't jump off the wagon, then you don't try to do it. We'll be a life of servitude. It may be that you'll hurt yourself a little bit. It may be that it'll be a little difficult, but at least you'll be free. And so, the one brother jumped off. He hurt himself. It was difficult, but he escaped. The other brother, they never heard from again. When we separate and we try to begin anew, and we try to pull ourselves away from certain things, it's a difficulty. Some people to stop the regilis of something that they got used to. And maybe it's not so good for them. Maybe it's not so good ruchnius wise. To separate from it, it would be difficult. may even be bitter for them. But they separate it. They're a free person forever. They separate from it. And they have chaye olam azeh and chaye olam abo. When the chashmonoim were menatzeach, they were menatzeach. They went and finally they were able to beat the Yavanim. They came in the base of Mikdash and they saw everything. Everything was broken. Kalim, broken. Mizbeach was cut up. Was cut up and divided into parts. We learn it. Can you imagine? You see the Helik of Mizbeach and the Mizbeach is cut up, dismantled in pieces. Nothing. Everything all tumma around, everything defiled, even the oil completely defiled. no Sheman that was Tahar. There we learn that, of course, at such a time, I is At a time like that, were they Mihuyev? Did they have to go and look for oil? and why would they go to look for oil? And how could it be that they'd even have the Kokh to look for the oil? However, even at that time, a person is mukhuyev even at a time of complete brokenness, at a time when there wasn't even any chizuk. Everything was broken. The beis hamikdash. Can you imagine taking a look at that? Going in, it's devastating for a person to be able to look around and to see what happened. Oy how the beis HaMikdush was betifartoi and now bechorbonai, and there they went and they started and they found the shemen tzayisok and they lit it. So the Berat Torah says if you take a look at it, that's an unbelievable thing. When they chose to dedicate themselves was in the lowest, worst possible matzav. The Chachamim were kaveya, the yomtov because of the Nais. And that was the Simcha, the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Wasn't so much the matzav that they were in at that point. Because it's interesting, the Kovul Shona cheres, they waited a year, until they established it as a Yom Tov. The first year, it was devastation. The first year, it was destruction. The first year, maybe they weren't in a matzah to declare a Yom Tov. So they waited a day. And this is tremendous. Be- uh, they waited a year, because that year proved to them the great simcha that was realized in being able to understand the tremendous Shasa it is no matter which part no matter where a person is going to be in life. The Chanukah itself has the chance of Yisarusa de la Tata, even though uh, originally there was an Yisarusa de la now in our days we can take the Chanukah Lich and we can grow from it. Any person that sits for a moment and looks at the Chanukah Lich, at the nearest of Chanukah, they can get a tremendous aliyah from it. Uh, interesting Talmud Bavli, uh, Maseches Shabbos, Dav Chafala from the base. There we say Amar Rab Zera and Amar Masna, and some say Reb Zera, Amar Rav. Psilos Shmonim, There once that the Chachamim said that you can't light on Shabbos, Madlikin Boem Bchanaka. On Hanukkah, you could use the same oil that you cannot use on Shabbos and you can use the same wicks. Why? Because the idea is they're in the shamas that they can't get lit. Shabbos is too much. The holiness of Shabbos, the greatness of Shabbos, they can't approach. It's too much for them or they don't know the correct way to approach it or the Shabbos doesn't take them. They don't have to worry about it. Hanukkah, has the power, even those neshamas, even those shmonim, those psilos that are puzzle those that are invalidated. Chanukah has the power to take everybody, to give everybody an aliyah, to welcome everyone. Uh, the Ramah says, where do you take it? You take that, in Rashi Kodesh. you take the minairah, it has to face the outside. It has to be accessible for the street. The people of the street. The people that don't even come inside to the shoulder. The people that don't come into the Yiddish house. The people that dray a room in the street. Those people you take out the menorah to, Those people you welcome. Those people you show the light of kedusha for. And come comes time on Chanukah, And they want to come in. And they want to see. And they want to be part of the whole thing. It's unbelievable. The Hele Rebbe. He was an unbelievable, unbelievable tzaddik. My shvigar, Zichrona uh, Livracha, didn't see him for a lot of years. The family used to go to him. So years later, she saw him in New York. So she went to him. She was a good bit younger. And the bluzzer said, I don't care that you didn't come. In other words, you didn't come like a hasidista. He said to her with a twinkle in his eye, but the Dabluzhu Rebbe shouldn't be able to see the Mishpacha." He felt to everybody like a Tate, like somebody who cared, like a member of the Mishpacha. You didn't come to see me as Rebbe, but at least our family should have come. She often repeated that to me. So, the Dabluzhu Rebbe kept his connection with many of those that were Eshera Sapletah that after the Shoya, after the war, fell away from Yiddishkeit. And young people he had a special shprach with. He spoke the lingo. He knew how to talk with them. There was one Yid, a younger man, who went completely away from Yiddishkeit after the war. Before the war, his family was from the Chashuvim that were close to the B'lochevar. In particular, He used to come to see the B'lushva Rebbe. This man who was completely far away from Yiddishkeit, he came on Hanukkah. One Hanukkah, he came to B'lushva, he came to the Rebbe's base madrash, and he brought with him a matana. Very nice, he still feels something to come to the B'lushva Rebbe, at least to see him for old time's sake. And he gives to him a beautiful matana. The B'lushva Rebbe opens the package, and he sees an outstanding menorah. A menorah Chanukiah, like he never saw in his life. The young man began to explain to him that that is the menorah from the Hele Gerishner. The Rishner that was passed down in his family. Not only that, Nisim Viniflois, It was able to make it being hidden Throughout the war, throughout the Holocaust, miraculously, they were able to get it and to bring it to New York, where he is the Irish. He said to the Heilig I have not used this Menorah in many years. It would be a tremendous source of joy that I give it to the Rabbi." and that the Rebbe could use it. The Bhujia Rebbe sat down, and as I remember him, he used to put his head back a little bit, had to him, and you could see the thought in his eyes. And he focused in on the menorah. He thought for a few minutes. Afterwards, he said to the man, I have a question for you. the man said yes he said when you see that menorah and it was in your house what did you think when you saw it when the young man heard that strange question he was taken aback he said I tell you the truth Rebbe when it would catch my eye and I pass by in the closet I would be upset I would have a feeling in my heart the people that used to light that menorah and how far removed I am from many of those people. And sometimes it would bring out a tear. The Bhushva Rebbe said, that's what I thought. And it's because of that that as much as I would love to have this menorah in my house, I must give the gift back to you because this is your one spark your one connection to your father in heaven he gave him back the manairah the yid was quiet, he didn't say anything after a while he left whoever was gathered there and went back home after the rebbe gave him back the manairah he was never the same anymore. Within that year, he did Tshuva Shalema and he came back to Yerushkaite. The Sfarim all say that we play dreidel on Hanukkah. You play dreidel. And it's an interesting thing. Nei Skodol ha'yasham, Gematria, according to Likuta Maran, Mashiach, the world, trays, until one day, the hiskalos in the world, the Gula Shlema will come. And according to Berat Torah, the life takes a lot of revolving. We go through a lot of different turns in life. We go through a lot of different situations. We're constantly changing. However, all of that doesn't matter. Whatever a person went through, whatever nuns a person may have done in their life, whatever gimel the person may have done in their life, as long as they reach a level when it's everything, as long as they reach a level when the dreidel finally falls and they're in the right place and they do tshuva and they correct their life and they're misaken, all the other revolutions that happen don't mean anything at all. It's where a person ends up. Chanukah, that's the final chasima of the whole Yom Neroim, is the final time when a person has to do tshuva, We're mespalah, that each and every one in Klal Yisrael, is in the highest level. Each and every one in Klal Yisrael is misaken, all that they weren't masakin up until now. And that Be'ezu Hashem Yisparach, as Hashem created the Or of Mashiach, that we have besurus tovus, that we have simchas, that we have hatzloch and brocha in ruchnius and gashmius, and that bezu hashem yesborach, we are zeuche to be mekarev pame meshech tzitkenu, vimhevavi Yomenu, amen.